When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Man, I didn't know we were going to go that heavy today, SEC football, but I have to admit, the 7.30 segment, 24 minutes, was really good. We did a deep dive into Texas A&M and what a disaster they've been as a program, and maybe what Jimbo Fisher and Bobby Petrino could be, or may not be, you know, if and when they'll go to fisticuffs, is it after the Miami game or after the Auburn game, and, or... Is it some kind of kumbaya moment in College Station? Has anybody underachieved more than Texas A&M the last 40 years? You know, I always thought Michigan, I know they carved out that national title eye roll in 97. Um, You know, but as of late, Harbaugh has, has really been successful. And then UCLA's never been able to do anything for the most part, right? But they don't care. They're just interested in other things out there. And A&M cares. They just can't win. I've never seen a program that cares not be able to get out of their own way. And I look at their schedule this year, and they could drop, you know, they could win six. I think a good year for Jimbo would be seven, unless the Jimbo-Petrino marriage is just off the charts. Right? I mean, unless it's like Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. We are the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Brought to you by the Nissan Pathfinder at Canon Nissan in Jackson. We welcome in Tom Luganbill. He's driving somewhere, and he joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Where are you going, wild man? Good morning, buddy. I'm actually heading home uh, with my son. We were down in Athens, Georgia for a long snapping camp competition. And uh, so time to head home. We've been on the road for about three or four days. I've been trying to sneak in some work and some writing. I don't know if you saw my, my quarterback piece uh, that we just came out with on some of the strengths and weaknesses and development of the top five guys at the, the pocket passing and the dual threat category. So uh, been a busy four or five days, man. Okay, let's talk about this quarterback article. Okay, so you went top five pocket passers and top five dual threat in college football in 2023. Is that right? Uh, actually, of the 2024 class of prospects at the quarterback position. Okay. What we did is kind of, you know, break down, you know, the strengths, what they bring to the table, where where are the areas of development, or are there, you know, uh, 
obviously some deficiencies. There are no perfect players. I mean, the, the bottom line is, is you know, every, everybody has deficiencies. And then we kind of handicapped, you know, the, the quarterback situation at the respective school um, that, uh, that they've committed to. So, for example, uh, like Dylan Rayola and Ryan Puglisi out of Connecticut are both committed to Georgia. So now you look at Georgia – what's currently in their room. They've got Brock Vandergriff. They've got Gunnar Stockton. They've got uh, 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 Beck. And so by the time these 2024 kids arrive on campus, you got to figure at least one, if not two, of the three guys that Georgia currently has now will have gone into the portal, depending upon what happens. And so it's, it's, so, it's kind of fascinating sometimes to project, like, what will the quarterback room look like at some of these places when these kids actually arrive on campus? Ooh, I like where we're going here. All right. National College Football Analyst with ESPN. Also started at quarterback, Power 5 at Georgia Tech. Tom Luganville joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. This is perfect. You just teed me up. Okay. All right. So, you're talking about these 2024 guys. I, I want to reference some guys first. And then as somebody who played the position, coached the position, and has now evaluated the position for 20 years, I want you to tell me what you think is going to start playing out here the next few years. So now, unlike when you and I were growing up, Tom Luganville, the top passers in the NFL, the most accurate dudes, are also mobile. Mahomes, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Joe Burrow, Dak Prescott, among others. Um, Now, I know there's still some kind of – you know, uh, phone booth type guys. Pay, there's still maybe a couple of uh, Matt Ryan actually just retired. I mean, there's not yeah, many Ryan of them retired. left. And and look, Matt, people give him a hard time. Uh, that dude could flat out play, and he's underrated. And I, I roll when people say that he wasn't a hell of a quarterback. But here's a, here's where I'm going with that, Luke's. Are you seeing a trend? Let's just take the last two or three classes that you've looked at. Now these guys are freshmen, sophomore, juniors in college. And this class that you're referencing, are we are we trending toward the Peyton Manning style quarterback? Not not being non-existent, but like only ten percent of what we're looking at instead of ninety percent of what we looked at when you and I were growing up. Absolutely, we are. Um, I, and I don't want to call them an endangered species, um, but to some degree, that's kind of what it's turning into. And and I don't know if that's just um, more athletic kids when they first start playing in middle school or elementary school. And, you know, instead of that kid being the tailback or being the wide receiver, now all of a sudden at a very, very young age, you're starting to play that kid at quarterback Um, because the game's evolved to the point where you can do so many things now with the quarterback's legs and, 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 and the passing game. Um, with their athleticism out of the shotgun and all of the single wing and zone read principles that we didn't grow up around. You know, um, you know, I, I always reference the fact that, you know, for the la- better part of the last 18 years, I, I could go to a camp or a combine, whether I'm coaching it or just evaluating it, and work with 15 to 20 kids that all have power five offers and all of them have group of five offers. And they're, they're going to sign somewhere. They're, they're, they are valued prospects that are heavily recruited and almost every single one of them can barely take a five-step drop from center right 
Like, they can't do it. I mean, it, it, it's unbelievable how dysfunctional the position from the fundamental aspect of it when it comes to footwork and timing. You know, the, the old days of Bill Walsh and the, and the rhythm five-step and the five-step two-shuffle and, and uh, you know, plant your fifth step and get the ball out to throw the 12-yard speed cut out to John Taylor or, or Jerry Wright. Those, those days are long gone. These kids are sitting in a shotgun. They're clapping their hand. They're lifting their one leg. They're getting the ball, and it's predominantly half-field reads now. So the development and how the position's being taught is, is, is vastly different, in my opinion, than what it was you know, even 15 years ago, but certainly 25, 30 years ago. I mean, I remember when I was in high school and then moved on to junior college before I transferred to Georgia Tech, we had to beg our coach to go into the shotgun. You just, you, you, you didn't play out of the shotgun. So I think the other thing too, that we're seeing though, is we're seeing the NFL finally, and it really started with Andy Reid. Um, we're seeing the NFL finally set their egos aside and start to acknowledge and realize that these quarterbacks aren't being developed the way that they used to be. So when we get them, they don't know the thing, we being the NFL. When we finally get them, they don't know the things that guys did 15, 20 years ago. So we got to start adapting to how they've been developed from middle school to high school to college and not try and stick a square peg into a round hole. Right, which most people are adapting. And uh, are, are, I think the overwhelming majority. I mean, I know you still have Jimbo Fisher's. And even some people in the NFL that, for whatever reason, can't get it going. But the Mike McDaniel at Miami, the the Shanahan at at the 49ers, so many of the guys in the college game are doing a wonderful job um, adapting to what their – and at the high school level are adapting to what um, their quarterback can do. That's interesting, though. I wonder where we're going to be in five years as far as, you know, fire hydrant – phone booth quarterback, you know, only from the pocket. I mean, even Arch Manning has mobility when, you know, sure. he, oh, he's you clearly know, the best athlete of the Manning. Family. Yeah. I mean, Eli and, and Peyton now Archie obviously was athletic, but Eli yeah, and Peyton athletic. had the mobility of a phone booth. So, right. So that's where we are today for the, for the most. So out of your evaluations, is it nine out of 10 or even higher? I mean, like 99% that that you're evaluating that at least have enough dual threat in them that they're mobile enough to extend a play? I think the way to answer that is the ideal model. If you were to mold a guy in terms of minimums, what what everybody would love to have minimally would be Andrew Luck. He's 6'3", yeah. 6'4", he's 225, 230, but he runs 4'6". Like that that's the guy. He doesn't have to be Lamar Jackson, but he can't be Peyton Manning anymore. The, the days of protecting that player with how pressures and, and pass rush has developed and evolved over the last decade, it's too difficult to protect those guys anymore. Not everybody – I mean, there, there's a reason there's only one Tom Brady. Tom Brady is so fast in decision-making and getting the ball out that he protects himself. And, and 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 there's I mean you just you don't find those guys they're not they're 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 not out there anymore and so now what we're doing is we're trying to find ways to help protect the quarterback through pocket movement and misdirection 
and jet sweeps and end arounds and, uh, you know, changing the launch point. So the quarterback's never a sitting duck. And then the quarterback's athleticism takes care of the rest. And that's, you know, I, I think we're going to continue to see, you know, a Lamar Jackson. Sure. They're going to pop up. They're, they're going to pop up. They're going to be there. But I think what you're going to start to see more than anything else is the bare minimum is going to be Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Dak Prescott. Um, and those, those are going to be the bare minimums. I, I, I think the, the Mac Jones of the world, and I, I, this is just my two cents here, but if Mac Jones does not play at Alabama with the personnel that he had around him, he is not a first-round draft. No Sorry, he's just, question. He's just not. You know, he was originally committed to Kentucky. And had he gone to Kentucky, not saying he wouldn't have been a good player. Um, and I admire the heck out of the guy because he didn't transfer. Sure. He waited, he developed, and he became the guy, and he deserves a ton of credit for that because that, that's a, an, anom- an anomaly right now. But he goes to Kentucky and plays out his career. We're not – he's probably not the starting quarterback of the New England Patriots. But, um, you know, the, I do think in today's game – you're, you hamstring yourself if you don't have a, an athletic guy that can get you out of trouble. Okay. So, I want to go to Brady and Manning real quick. Um, we debated this forever, and then we it kind of, once Tom got those last two, I can't believe it was debated as long as it was, but, but, but once Tom punched his ticket on the last two Super Bowls, you don't hear as much chatter on the Twitters or the boards or the, you know, dot com, whatever, or at the yeah. bar, happy hour. All right. Yeah. In their prime, Tom Luganville, in their in their absolute prime pro career, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, and let's say all things were equal, because I understand Tom had a better head coach, the goat, but also understand that Peyton had, in my opinion, uh, better skill players around him for the most part during his career with Azurin and Mard. Uh, uh, Marvin James and, and Clark and, and uh, Reggie Wayne and some others. Okay, absolute prime of their career. But all things are equal. Who do you pick, Brady or Manning? Tom, Tom, Tom Brady because he had more interchangeable parts that he had to deal with year in and year out. Yes, okay. Um, and, and again, you know, you call Bill Belichick the GOAT, and I don't, I don't want to diminish the accomplishments of Bill Belichick, but what made him the GOAT? Tom, Tom Brady. All right. So, you know, that, 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 that's the thing in all of this is, is you look at Bill Belichick's record, all right. His first few years at new England, and you look at his record since Tom Brady's left. All right. You know, what, what's the common denominator here, Tom Brady. And so I, and I, and I think that the one thing though, when we talk about, you know, all-time greats and things of that nature. And you're talking about, you know, you reference phone booth guys or statues, which which Peyton and, and Tom essentially were. But guys like that are why, when you are investigating a potential draft choice or you're investigating um, uh, whether to sign a, a guy out of high school and you're at a respective school, you you better do your homework and uncover as much as you can about the aptitude of the player, Mm. because the less athletic you are, the better you have to be from the neck up. And that's, that's where 
anticipation, timing, work habits, studying, knowledge of the game, a relentless passion and fear of failure, all of those things are what get that guy over the top versus somebody that has just flat-out better actual ability. Does that make sense? Yes. And so you take a guy, look at the 1998 draft. It's a prime example of one guy we're talking about here and the other guy that got taken, Ryan Leaf and Peyton Manning. There would not have been a coach or a GM or a scout in the NFL that would have told you that Peyton Manning was more physically gifted than Ryan Leaf because he wasn't. But from the neck up, there's not even – I mean, you, you can't even put the two guys in the same conversation, right? right. And, and so, you know, when we see these guys and whether they're, they succeed, you, if you went around the NFL, you even went around – I think I've shared this with you when, when uh, we were preparing for the Sugar Bowl and we're meeting with Bill O'Brien. And Bill O'Brien, who we know is Coach Tom Brady, he's Coach Deshaun Watson, things of that nature – and he sits there and looks us dead in the eye and says, Bryce Young is the hardest worker and the smartest quarterback I've ever been around. And we all kind of sat back in our chair. We didn't want to second guess him and look at, you know. Did he get carried away? I mean, not that Bryce no, isn't he, what he just said, but. But think about it. Now, there's guys going to be taller than Bryce Young. There are going to be guys that have stronger arms than Bryce Young, right? What he's referencing is work ethic and preparation. He told us, he said, when I get, when we have our first game plan meeting on a Tuesday, he said, I better have my ducks in a row because by the time Bryce Young enters that room, he will have broken down all the opponent's previous games. He will have come in with his own notes of what he's seen and what he's looking at. And he goes, and I have to be ready. I have to be ready. Bryce doesn't have to be ready. I already know Bryce is going to be ready. So those types of things are why guys succeed and other guys don't. If you go throughout the NFL, you go throughout college football, and you see the premier guys, there is a common denominator, and it is work ethic. It's, it's intelligence. It's aptitude. It's the ability to process. The guy's the first guy in the building. He's the last guy out. All of those, you're not going to find a guy that is a Pro Bowl caliber or a potential Super Bowl caliber player that doesn't work at the game. Those guys are out of the league in less than two years. True. Tom Luganbill with ESPN on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. All right, let's tie it to a team that both Mississippi State and Ole Miss will play this year. Um, Hugh Freeze. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not convinced that it's automatic that Peyton Thorne is going to beat out Robbie Ashford. Because I'm the, not either. I, I'm just not. I, I think everything was melting down around him last year. And... Cadillac got it going a little bit. And I, I, look, I was in Starkville. That that team didn't quit. Ashford made some unbelievable plays late. Mississippi State had pulled away. Auburn ends up tying it. It was nuts. Fun game to watch. Yeah. Um, the dude has some skills. So people that say he's not any good are wrong. So no, we had him in the Under Armour game. Okay. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm familiar. He does have some skills. I don't think, I, you know, you heard me use that phrase stick a square peg in a round hole. Right. I don't think putting him in a, a, a multiple pro-style offense is doing him any favors. Okay. Which is what he was in the last year. Right. I mean, but as you know, Freeze runs. I mean, look, man, 
with with what Freeze does as far as RPOs, bubble screens, but what he oh, does yeah. on the short and intermediate stuff to allow Bo Wallace to be that much more accurate. Okay, I mean Chad was super talented, but and, and yeah. what he did for Malik Willis at Liberty. I, I, not that Thorne Thorn may win it, but I don't think it's a foregone conclusion, Lugs, that Robbie Ashford, because he is mobile, loses this thing in August. Your thoughts? I think that it is Robbie Ashford's job to lose. I honestly believe that. I think Peyton Thorne will have to go in and be so head and shoulders ahead of Robbie Ashford in order to beat him out. If it's close, they won't go with Peyton Thorne, in my opinion. I just don't think they will. Um, now, the one thing that I will say about Robbie Ashford is he's got to demonstrate the ability to be consistently productive in the passing game. You know, he can't be streaky. He can't be up and down. He can't miss simple throws. Um, not saying that he's got to be Superman, but you've got to be efficient, right? Um, and he can do all the other athletic stuff. But, see, I think their scheme I, – I think – I think that their scheme will really enhance his skill set. Um, I Agree. think it will, it will mask some of his deficiencies and weaknesses, and it will enhance his strengths. And then, and then here's the other thing about all of this. We don't talk about this enough at this position. If you gain any sense of confidence, you can become a completely different player. Look at Bo Nix at Oregon. Who would have who in who in the world would have thought? that Bo Nix would have played the way that he played at Oregon last year. I mean, it's almost unfathomable when you base it off the previous three seasons of basically being on a roller coaster of inaccuracy and, and uh, lack of consistency. And all of a sudden things start clicking. He gets some confidence. He's an entirely different guy. Right. So I, Robbie Ashford, well, let's just go ahead and look at it. Robbie Ashford is going to beat A&M at A&M the fourth game of the year. There, I just called it. See? Boom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude, uh, that was a lot of fun. I didn't know we were going to get into um, pocket passers to dual threat, but I think it's so oh, cool. I, I didn't mean to throw you off. Yeah, I didn't mean to throw you off your game. I didn't know what we were No, no, no. That's today, so. It was great. It was a great time. In fact, we may okay. even expand on it over the next couple of weeks before we get to, um, you know, SEC cool. media days and so on. Well, well I hope you and your Go son- ahead and check out the article, man, um, and, and just read up on it. You'll kind of see what our approach was. Okay. I, I'm going to hit it after the show. I hope you and your son had a great time at, uh, at Georgia and in Athens. And we'll talk next week. All right, man. Thanks, both. See you, buddy. Tom Lugan, Bill. Played uh, Power 5, started at Georgia Tech. 20 years at ESPN. You see him in studio, on the sidelines, and in the booth. Tom Lugan, Bill, National College Football Analyst with ESPN. Joining us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Bundle your car and home and save with your local Farm Bureau insurance agent, go to favorites.com. That's F-A-V-E, favorites.com, for super competitive rates and excellent, excellent customer service. Favorites.com, Farm Bureau insurance, and Tom joined us on the Farm Bureau insurance guest line. We're live in the Bank Plus studio. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, brought to you by the Breakfast Sandwiches at Fleetway Market. In Gluckstadt, they have the Market Cafe. 
at that Fleetway Market in Gluckstadt. It is on the east side of I-55. And their lunch is excellent, too. I love their barbecue sandwiches, but their ribs are amazing at the Market Cafe at Fleetway Market in Gluckstadt. Fleetway, and fuel up while you're there. Plus, they got a great selection of beer, including including Kona Big Wave. Liquid Aloha out of Hawaii. We have it on tap now, trying to keep Jason from not having any until at least lunch. Kona Beer, K-O-N-A. Big Wave. It's Golden Ale. It's fantastic. And uh, try it. Let us know what you think. You can find some at Fleetway Market. And grab some ribs for tonight's SEC football schedule unveiling. Ole Miss and Mississippi State will find out who they're playing in 2024. Benji Nelson, Ben Nelson, Golf and Outdoors at 930. 